Welcome to another episode of That's Fried, brought to you by Fried Magazine and hosted by me, Anya McIntyre. In today's episode, I'm joined by Verona Farrell, better known online as Secondhand Huns. Verona has been making waves on Instagram recently with her secondhand shopping hauls and tips, and she joins us today to fill us in on all of it. Welcome to the podcast, Verona. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Um, so on Instagram, like your name is Secondhand Huns. Um, so for people yeah. who don't follow you, do you want to say a little bit about like what is Secondhand Huns? Yeah, so... Secondhand Huns is just an Instagram page I set up like maybe last January or something and I'm trying to think why I even set it up in the first place. I had just gotten into sewing and I had kind of done a few bits and I'd taken pictures and I didn't really feel like I had anywhere to put them because you know putting them on my own personal account I don't know it just seemed a bit pointless nobody was really interested and then I kind of thought to myself I'm really into this secondhand lark why don't I just set up a page purely for secondhand shopping um so that's kind of where it came out of and yeah originally I was kind of posting pictures with upcycles and that kind of thing um and then I just started thinking why don't I bring people around like when I go into charity shops and you know take pictures of what I'm trying on and that kind of thing so it just came out of an interest really and having so many pictures of secondhand clothes on my phone you know somewhere nice to put them yeah and secondhand um shopping and like charity shopping it's gotten so big like in the last few years you know what's the scene yeah There's so much talk about it was that kind of why you got into it or were you always interested in kind of secondhand shopping anyway um no I actually wasn't into secondhand shopping at all until it was the summer after my leaving cert and I was going to knock and stocking do you know knock and stock? Yeah, the, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, it's really small. It's in Wicklow, isn't it? Yeah, it's somewhere. It's just like a, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they do it anymore, actually. But um basically my friends were going and I didn't have a ticket. And they were like, why don't we just try and get you in? We'll go there and we'll see like if someone has a ticket or whatever. So they said this to me the day before. So I had no clothes. I'd never been to a festival in my life. So I was running around Newbridge going into like the shops trying to find an outfit and obviously I had no money because I was like 18 and I went into the charity shop and I got the coolest bits ever and that was honestly the first time I can remember going into a charity shop like I don't think I went in really like when I was growing up I never would have gone in and I found a black cowboy hat I found this like windbreaker that looked like Tommy Hilfiger and what else did I get I got the coolest bits I got like a whole outfit um so I went to knock and talk and everybody's giving me compliments on my on my this windbreaker thing and then after that I started getting into like depop and stuff because I thought oh like people actually like this stuff and I spent no money on it so why don't I just maybe sell it so then I started depop and then yeah after the depop kind of came Instagram then yeah I always find you get the best stuff in charity shops so like oh you get the best bits yeah I love it um, and you know, for you mentioned there your Depop, which is kind of associated yeah. with your um, Instagram. How do you like decide like what you're going to pick up, like what you think would be worthy of being able to be sold on? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, now, these days I don't actually really do it just because I'm in Sweden and the post is so expensive. But before I came to Sweden, I was really into it. And there was a summer, was it two summers ago, where I was kind of like going flat out at it because I thought, oh, like this is actually doing really well. So I'd say, I'm trying to think what my approach was. First of all, I would go in every day. So like I was working in my dad's office 
which was in the town. And then what I would do was I used to run around on my tea break. So I'd have 15 minutes at 11. I'd run around to like maybe four, uh, maybe three of the charity shops. And then I'd run around probably on my lunch and then maybe again <laughs> sometimes at my tea break in the evening. Most of the time it would just be twice. But first of all, if you go, if, you, if you're in there all the time, like if something nice comes out, you're going to see it. Yeah. So that was my first kind of thing that I learned. I thought, right, I just need to go all the time. And it's fun. You know, you get to go and browse and like you don't feel guilty because you're not spending that much money and you're not buying into, you know, fast fashion and things. So and then also if you're selling it, you know, it's an excuse to browse because it's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to make money off it, whatever. So it's like going all the time. And then I don't know I just developed like a quick I'd have my sections that I'd go to and I'd fire through them because I had to be in and out I had to be back at that desk in 15 minutes yeah so I would just literally like I wouldn't ignore anything really I'd literally go from the door to you know around back to the door and I would just flick through everything really quickly I think some people some mistakes that people make is going in and thinking oh this all looks like crap and I'm just going to go to the men's and then I'm going to leave Whereas like, I feel like if you literally go through every single thing in there, just really, really quickly, you'll see it. Like if you see a material or a color that you like, it'll stand out to you. And, you know, even if you're going really fast, you'll, you'll notice. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'd say they, those are my best tricks, but also it's just, you know, you need to be patient, I would say. Yeah. Kind of persevere with it, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned there that like you haven't really been selling stuff as much anymore because you're not in yeah. Ireland anymore but when you were like flat out that summer did you find like that there was a lot of competition because so many people now have kind of started selling vintage like it's kind of become yeah. almost yeah no there is definitely there is a lot the only thing is I would say a lot of people are selling their own clothes and like there's only so much of your own clothes that you can sell do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, true. so, and like a lot of that is going to be like going out tops and that kind of thing. Like, that's how I think everybody kind of starts doing it. You sell the bits that like you've worn once. Whereas, I'm trying to think, is there many people? Yeah, maybe there is now. Like, I wonder, is there many people going into charity shops like I was doing? I feel like there probably is actually. I mean, well, in Ireland at the moment, you can't. So, like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. true, actually. Yeah. But I know even in US, yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of people have set up pages like selling kind of vintage stuff which I assume they're getting in charity yeah they must be I know sometimes I wonder like I feel like there's all this mystery with <laughs> like vintage sellers like where where they get yeah. the clothes because I actually remember I watched this video or was it a, or oh no it was an, actually I think it was an interview on the Depop website oh. and some girl was talking about you know how to make money on Depop and she was saying that if you just go to charity shops and find stuff and sell it, you're not going to make, you, there's only so much money you can make. And it's like, you know, you can make, it's like a kind of small side hustle amount of money. But she said you can never get like further than that. And then she was saying, if you want to make real money in it, you need to be going to like wholesalers. Yeah. So like, I think maybe people have started going to them. I know I even looked it up once. You can go to these websites where, you'll spend like maybe 300 quid and they'll give you like a box of stuff 
and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. So free box kind of thing. Yeah, but um, but I I don't know. I kind of resisted that temptation because I just thought like it's definitely not going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't trust anyone to give me a box of clothes for hundred yeah. euro and me like even twenty percent of it. Um, so I don't really know. Like I don't know. Is it people getting getting them from charity shops? Maybe. Um, or maybe they're just yeah, you know, finding old bits that they have lying around. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely loads of competition on Depop. It is saturated, like yeah. really saturated. I think um, it is though, like a market for, you know, like everybody, like especially when it's like vintage stuff or old stuff, it's hard yeah. to come by. So like, there's always going to be like enough to go around, kind of like there's always going to be enough to. Yeah, buy. I think so. Yeah, and like a lot of the stuff on Depop you know isn't great like you'll be scrolling and scrolling yeah, and scrolling that's what like I it is find. hard yeah it is hard actually to find nice bits so it's not like it's saturated with really good stuff I think it's just saturated with a lot of stuff yeah so like maybe do you know maybe it looks like people are like I don't know maybe it looks like more people are selling vintage than they are because yeah everybody's on it yeah I mean um and like every girl I don't know every girl I know is on it yeah, you know, because for yeah for the going out bits whatever, so yeah it's saturated with stuff as opposed to good stuff I think yeah but I mean there's so many gems yeah definitely um have you yeah. any tips actually of like when you are searching for stuff on Depop how to kind of filter out all the kind of stuff you don't want to see it's so hard yeah yeah I don't know if I've quite mastered it I've I, you see I don't really use it that much anymore because Swedish people don't use Depop okay so oh. but. Yeah, it's weird. Not, it's I don't know like why. Word, I think. Yeah, I know. I think it's well, it's big in the UK, but they kind of have a few different apps. Um, okay. Few, yeah, a few different apps over here, but unfortunately, yeah, they don't really use Depop. I'm trying to think. Before, my strategy used to be like with brands. You know, you'd put in Urban Outfitters, whatever. Yeah. But then people have, yeah. But I feel like people have caught on to that now. So yeah. like they'll throw up a top from pennies and they'll tag Urban Outfitters. Yeah. I always notice they have so it, annoying. It would be like this long at the end of their caption. Yeah. Of just like a load yeah. of brands, like it is annoying. I wonder have Depot haven't changed that. Have they like reduced the amount of I don't think so because like No, maybe I've they haven't those days and yeah. I see stuff like that. Yeah. So. No, I know what you mean. It it is it is hard. I would say the keywords as opposed to brands. That's kind of what I learned. So, like, if you want, you can actually, now that I say that, the word vintage is not good. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to use that. It's not everything comes up. But I've even seen videos on TikTok. I know I shouldn't be referencing TikTok. But, like, <laughs> I, there's a girl, Olivia Grace. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Actually. Olivia Grace. Oh, my God. Should I just go find her really quick? Yeah. She does these amazing, oh, there she is. Olivia Grace Herring. Okay. But she does actually add these really good videos where she like gives you words to look up on I think some people use it for like Amazon as well, but oh. she does ones for Depop. So it's like keywords basically. So I would say, yeah, look at those videos instead of um using like brands and trying to come up yeah. with stuff yourself. Because just trust other people to do all that research for you. Yeah. I would say. Um and you kind of mentioned there like TikTok and I know like on your page you post kind of TikToks and stuff you know social mm. media can be so like nerve-wracking to go out and do kind of a new thing like setting up an Instagram and stuff like yeah. did you feel like nervous about when you were setting up secondhand huns like did you feel a bit like oh my god how are people yeah. this like 
yeah no I did honestly yeah I was shitting myself because <laughs> so I thought I don't know I just thought nobody's gonna be into this like I feel like this is such a niche thing that like you know people that follow my own page are gonna be like what is Fiona doing like who does she think she is but I mean I think that lasted a few days and then I thought this is class I'm having a great time so I mean it was yeah like right before I was doing it I remember like I had said it to my sister and I'd said it to a few friends to try and like get an idea of like you know what they thought um, and they were all like yeah go for it whatever but I remember it was the first time I posted about it on my own page I thought I was getting all nervy and like it's so silly yeah. because like I get that it's, I'm a young one talking about clothes who cares like it's do you know what I mean? It's not groundbreaking. Like it's not something that people are going to be judgmental of. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I was nervous before, but it really, really did not last long at all. Because I feel like so many people, especially during COVID, are doing people things like this. Doing things, yeah. You know, yeah. People have kind of forgot that almost like what you post on social media, other people can see. So it's given people yeah. more kind of confidence to just do what they want, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think COVID has. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously being over here, I'm not sure what the vibe is at at home, at home but I've just seen people be more confident online. Yeah, same. And I don't, I don't know, is it just me? I feel way more confident, but I don't know, is it with other people as well? And it seems like it is. Because, yeah, I mean, you're not running into people, so, like, who yeah, cares? Who cares? And, like, people aren't, yeah, people aren't talking to each other in the pub. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, there's more space, I think, to kind of, do your own thing a bit which is weird but I mean I suppose it's a it's a good silver lining yeah yeah exactly um, you've mentioned as well that you're in Sweden what are like what are you doing over there yeah so basically <laughs> such a ridiculous sequence of events basically I went on exchange so like Erasmus oh okay in yeah so like last September so September 2019 okay and the plan was to be here for just my exchange so like for nine months and then obviously COVID hit in March and all of the internationals started to flee. Like it was actually terrifying. <laughs> like it was really weird being abroad, like when it really hit because uh, I was like, actually in Malta was all... on my Erasmus. Oh, were you? Yeah, but we Oh my god, no. Yeah, we were amazing. Did you go home? Yeah, well you oh, went to so annoying. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. And like the rest yeah, well, of your living loads were like, of people we did. all internationals gone. So like, yeah, so, so disappointing. It's so, I know, I know exactly how you feel, but at the same time, yeah. So in March, it, it was probably like for you, this panic. Yeah. It was like a yeah. week where everybody was freaking out. Um, I suppose just being away from home when something like that is happening, it's yeah. just bizarre. Um, but yeah, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people left. And UCC, like, were sent me emails being like, you know, you need to come home, blah, blah, blah. And I called my dad. Um, I got this email when I was in, so I'm in this place called Lund and I was like in class. I got this email from UCC being like, okay, everybody needs to come home. So I called my dad and I was like, do, like, do I have to go home? Like, can they make me go home? Um, and he was like, no, no, of course they can't. Like, what are they going to do? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah what are they going to do are they going to make me come home so I just sent them back an email and I said I've decided to stay um and 
you know, you don't need to contact me in the future. I'm just going to stay here, finish it. And, you know, if they close the university, I'll do it online and whatever. Um, so like all the other, every, all the other Irish left, all, the Irish and the English left. And it was mainly like the, like a lot of Spanish stayed, all the Canadians left. So it was kind of, yeah, there was a small group of us that stayed. Um, and I thought like, oh, I'll just be doing um, college online, like for my exchange until June. Um, which I think happened, but basically in Sweden, there was no lockdown. Yeah. So like the schools, yeah. So the schools closed, but like everything else stayed open. So like the bars stayed open. No, the nightclubs obviously closed. The bars stayed open and the library stayed open. So my decision to stay, when I was making that decision, I had no idea like what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know if they were going to go into lockdown. And then just by some stroke of luck, they didn't. Yeah, that was so So lovely. it just, yeah, I mean, it just worked out really well. Like obviously if I know I heard of, was it? friend's friend or I can't even remember but someone was in Spain and like they're you know you could barely go to the supermarket so yeah obviously my choice to stay if I was in any other country would have been completely ridiculous yeah but luckily it just worked out yeah and then oh yeah so basically yeah I stayed yeah so I stayed then in Sweden and then I stayed for the summer um because I thought what's the point in going back to Ireland during COVID yeah, okay. um yeah because things were open and you know like I just, yeah, I had a better chance of having a bit of crack yeah. here than going home. And um, so I stayed in Stockholm for the summer and then it got to September. And I was like, why don't I just stay? Why don't I just stay and do my last year of college online from here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This thought kind of entered my head. Yeah. And, I, and then I, yeah, and then I found out my rental agreement, I could extend it. And I just had to take some courses here. So that's what I've done. Um, so I'm just finishing, yeah, I'm just doing my final year remotely from here. And then I'm taking some like extra Swedish courses so that I can like keep my, um, like student card and everything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was basically supposed to be nine months and it'll be two years in a few months, (laughs) which is gas. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just, I mean, if COVID hadn't happened, I would be home. Yeah, so such a difference for one of those situations. Yeah, yeah, weird. What is but, it? But I mean, I'm study? glad. I'm doing law, so my my last year law. Yeah. Okay, and do um, you think like you're still gonna go into law or from doing all this fashion stuff? Do you, can you see yourself in <laughs> like fashion and yeah, law? Yeah, yeah. Well, fashion and law. I don't know how much work yeah. there is. I'd love that. Would be great. That'd be a great mix. Um. I know, yeah, like, of course, there is actually legal departments in every yeah. big company. Or even but to be honest, kind of. yeah, yeah, true. But to be honest, like, I don't know how much fashion you'd actually come into contact. Yeah, with. that's true. It would be more probably like contract law. And, yeah. You know, the same kind of, yeah. So, no, but basically, yeah, it's just the law thing is kind of becoming less and less attractive to me as time goes on. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably... I don't know maybe I'll get back into it at some stage um but yeah right now in the last kind of year it probably is the Instagram that has kind of kind of thrown me onto a different path um so now I'm just trying to get jobs in fashion in Stockholm which is proving not so fruitful um (laughs) right now but I'm trying and trying um I have a big list of all the jobs that I've applied for and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and I'm like crossing them off 
as I get the rejections. But I mean, it's fine. I've only been doing applications for a few months and I heard it, you know, takes time. Yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely more kind of going in that direction, hopefully. And what kind of area do you want to go into in fashion? I'm hoping to go into buying. It okay. seems almost ridiculous to say this because I'm like, no, do you know, like, no, oh, well, like, I, I feel know, like I don't nowadays, have... especially anything's possible. And like Instagram and social media has kind of proven that as well, I think. Suppose, yeah I suppose it seems I don't know I'm like doing my uh, constitutional law during the day it seems kind of <laughs> bizarre to be like yeah I want to go into buying <laughs> um but yeah hopefully that's where I'd like to end up um so like a buyer is just like the middleman between the designers and like the store so I think I've talked to a lot of different people in buying because I know I knew it sounded more glamorous than it is I was like there has to be a catch here like this sounds you know yeah so like glamorized whatever so I've talked to a few people and it's definitely more like when you start out it seems to be a lot more computer work and you know data research and data analysis and you know inputting different things and tracking shipments and that kind of thing so it seems to be a bit more you know of the slog than you would think maybe at the start yeah and then apparently well, this is what I've heard the more you develop in your career then the more you get to get in contact with like the actual product and decide you know what's sold and what's yeah. not and what people like and so that's obviously what I'd love to do and I'm ready to slog yeah. for a few years yeah no. I'm ready for it yeah <laughs> you're doing your research and stuff first anyway and like you have yeah. Instagram as like a base yeah true yeah I mean, I was lucky enough, I have four older siblings. So between them, I was kind of able to, you know, they knew people who knew people yeah. who had done different things. Um, and actually my sister met someone on her exchange in Sweden who had been a buyer, or not a buyer, a designer. Um, so I got in contact with her and she had lots of buyer friends. And so, yeah, I definitely have talked to a gazillion different people, yeah. but it's great to hear loads of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really helpful, actually. Yeah. It's been really good to hear people's perspectives because some people are, like, you know, giving you the tea on, like, what, like, you know, the genuinely yeah. hard parts of the job are, whereas some people are a bit more airy-fairy yeah. and they kind of glamorise it a bit. So it's good to kind of get a, a different perspectives of the job. Yeah. And i seen you got a sewing machine today. <laughs> you look Yeah! Oh, my God, I'm so excited. She's gorgeous. I'm so excited. I haven't actually tried it yet. So if it doesn't work, I'm going to be highly disappointed, but I think it will. Yeah, no, I don't know why. Fingers crossed it'll work. Yeah, no, I hope it will. I asked the guy in the shop, I was like, does this work? And I like kind of gave him the eyes as if to say, you know, don't bullshit me here now. Does this actually work? And he said, it works. Okay, (laughs) I'll take it. Um, and did so you, hopefully yeah to, did you teach yourself how to sew or did you were you taught or? my dad actually taught me funnily oh, enough that's cool yeah which is funny um why did he know how to sew I don't know uh but he had a sewing machine in the house and I asked him to teach me when I was like 17 no not 17 maybe earlier maybe like 14 okay and he wouldn't teach me he was like no you're not ready like I don't you're just gonna break it <laughs> and I was like okay you're a weirdo whatever it hadn't been touched in like 20 years and then uh, well oh yeah I was injured for a period um I had a little skiing accident and I was basically recovering and I was home all the time 
So I was like, oh, dad, can you teach me to sew? And then this time I was, you know, I developed, I matured. So he, you know, decided to teach me. So, yeah, he just taught me the basics. Um, and once you know the basics, it's so, it's not easy. Making anything is actually really difficult, but it's easy to like, it's easy to teach yourself once, like once you know how to literally make it work, there's so many videos on YouTube yeah. and there's so much stuff online. So it's actually, once you have the sewing machine in front of you, it's one of those things that actually is easy to teach yourself because there's so much online for free yeah, that you definitely. can use. I have a sewing machine, but like, I don't get to use it half as much as I'd like to, just because like, I'm so busy. Yeah. Stuff, you know, it's just not a I know. Yeah. Thing. But yeah. It is, like, once you pick and it, it is the kind of thing. Yeah. Have. it is the kind of thing that like if you start something you'll spend the whole day doing it yeah definitely yeah that's and what it I takes so much time yeah it takes an unbelievable amount of time to make stuff so yeah I mean I probably won't even try this until my exams are finished I'd say yeah probably better off get it done first yeah no I know I can't actually even use it because if I start using it, you won't be able to I just yeah I won't I won't do anything else so I'm just gonna avoid for the time being for people who are like trying to get into upcycling but they don't have a clue where to start like what would you like recommend first step is just get yourself a sewing machine because when it's in front of you like i said like when it's in front of you and you've learned how to literally do a seam yeah. then all of these ideas start coming into your head because before you buy one it seems so daunting like you know, even I used to, we had a sewing machine in my house and even though I'm really into clothes, still it took me ages to actually ask to like sit my dad down and be like, can you teach me? So I would say step one, get a sewing machine, get a second hand if you can. Um, I know here like you can get them on Facebook Marketplace or like in the secondhand shops or whatever, because like even the old ones are brilliant. Um, or just get a cheap one online. Um, so I'd say do that and then start out with like really basic things like turning something up. So like the classic one is yeah. buying a men's shirt and making it cropped. I feel like that is where everybody yeah. needs to start out. It's such a handy thing to be able to do. And it is the easiest thing in the world. Like if you look up a video, you're literally folding it up, folding it in, yeah. putting in a seam. Like it is so easy. Um, obviously things, you know, once you start to like do other stuff, it, things on the sewing machine can get tricky. But like those original, you know, the first few things that you upcycle like you'll be surprised yeah at how easy it is and you'll feel so proud of yourself after you do it yeah and like you said there you're kind of busy with college do you find it hard like balancing college and like your secondhand huns page and stuff because I find even with fried with college yeah. it's so hard to like try and do everything yeah yeah I get you I, I don't know if I find, find it hard to balance it's just that I want to spend all my time on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more hard to get off my phone as opposed to like balancing. Like I don't, you know, I, I know I have like my schedule, you know, I do an X amount of hours of college. You know, usually I'll try and do like seven hours study in a day and I'll split it up and I have, you know, kind of the same routine every day. And then in between that, it's just trying to get myself off my phone. So it's not like I'm like making a schedule for secondhand hands and like trying to keep up and like keep doing it it's like I need to stop myself from doing it yeah okay. and like just being obsessed you know like 
you know, because I take so many pictures of myself <laughs> in different outfits. Honestly, it's disgraceful the amount of pictures of clothes I have on my phone. So, and even like, yeah, editing videos, or I'm sure like, you know, like editing stuff takes so much time. So it's not even balancing it. It's, it's trying in my spare time to not spend all my time yeah. on secondhand homes. Because even though it's, you know, productive in a way because I suppose it's like a blog and stuff at the same time it is like my eyes are glued to that screen you know so it's not yeah. it's not a healthy it's not a healthy place to be if you're spending more than kind of like an hour or two doing it so yeah I have no problems <laughs> being on Instagram and going charity shopping those are not my issues um it's kind of like I need to uh, one of my issues is like trying to do it in a proportionate way I would say okay it's so hard to get off your phone though once you're on it it's so hard yeah especially if you have an excuse if you have a blog it's this big fat excuse to be on your phone (laughs) um so yeah it's that's what that's what I find the hardest about it is that it makes me spend more time on my phone that's probably the main downside as opposed to feeling any pressure yeah to upload stuff I don't feel that at all um so yeah that's what I'd say and I'm actually on to my last question but what's like Mm. your biggest tip in like secondhand shopping like for someone who wants to start Mm, I get you biggest tip for someone that isn't into it for someone who like doesn't really know where to begin they're like how do I find something good or like what do I do yeah okay but the the one I said before to start off with is go all the time but that's kind of an obvious one the uh, the first thing I would say or the main thing I would say is just try and be open-minded about all of the potentials and all of the gems that you can find if you if you go into a charity shop with the attitude of like oh you know these are all granny clothes blah 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 you probably won't find anything and you probably won't be motivated to go all the time so I think if you go in with an open mind yeah, and just think, you know, I might go in and I might see nothing and I might go in tomorrow and I might see one thing or I might go in every day this week and I might find a few things. Because I think some people maybe see maybe videos like mine online and think, oh, I can just go into the charity shop and find loads of cool stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, that is true. Of course, if you go enough, yeah. you're going to find cool stuff. But I think... You have to just go in with an open mind and think, right, listen, I'll go in and if I don't find anything, that's grand. I'll go in tomorrow. As opposed to like, if I don't find anything, then I'm going to tell everybody that charity shops are crap and they're (laughs) full of granny clothes and whatever. Because sometimes I get those comments on (laughs) TikTok is a rough place sometimes, but sometimes I I get these comments and they're like, that is not Ireland. You did not get those in Ireland. Those are not from a charity shop. You did not buy those secondhand. Oh, I'm like, no. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so I feel like some people just underestimate the power of the charity yeah. shop. So I think if you just, yeah, go in with an open mind. Like today, say I was in there and I found this little and other stories playing black jumper. I don't know why I didn't buy it. Too much clothes. But I was even just thinking to myself, like as I was looking at it, someone that's not into secondhand shopping at all, that's into like, say, you know, into their H&M, yeah. pull and bear, and other stories. 
if those people those people that have kind of brushed secondhand shopping aside could come in here and find exactly what they want yeah exactly like yeah, they you know you can get fast fashion bits secondhand yeah. it, it's not like so i'm just gonna turn on my light it's not um just parka jackets and oversized blazers yeah it's actually load there's loads of fast fashion stuff yeah, in there definitely so like i found loads of stuff from zara um, and there's plenty of pennies i don't know if anybody is you know trying to find pennies secondhand but like even under the stories and stuff as well so i'd say even if you're not in secondhand clothes at all you actually are probably yeah that's so true because if you like under the stories you know you probably oops sorry my uh thing if you like fast fashion brands you'll probably find them yeah and i think another thing too is like a lot of girls and stuff would like you know they want they like over shirt like oversized like shirt dresses and stuff and then they yeah like oh pretty little thing or whatever but like you could actually look in like the men's section and get like a white shirt yeah work like you know and the thing is they are so much nicer yeah definitely they're so much nicer yeah yeah yeah. honestly sometimes i think that i'll see stuff like that online like on these fast fashion websites like that are so easily got secondhand yeah like there are certain things like going out tops it's very tricky to find nice going out tops in charity shops yeah because i don't know what it is maybe the style or the fit of them has changed so much that uh, maybe we're, I don't know what it is but it is actually genuinely really hard to find that kind of thing but then there's some things that I just wonder why would you bother you can do you know like denim jackets like dad shirts leather jackets um jeans maybe not you know it's kind of hard t-shirts like there's certain things that I think I just wouldn't waste my time getting them yeah fast fashion because the quality is going to be so much better if you get them secondhand. And then, you know, like if you want to do that balance where, you know, you decide I'm going to get those things fast fashion and then these things I'm going to get secondhand because they're better. Yeah. I think that's a pretty positive way to start out. Thanks so much for coming on. This was such a good call. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. As always, thank you very much for listening to another episode of That's Fried. We hope you enjoyed it. We have lots of amazing guests coming up. So keep an ear out and we'll chat to you in the next one.